0: Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. This is your co-host, Rob White, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2014.
1: This is Roy May, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 15. I apologize if I sound a little congested. I was out out in the weather today, kind of all day, so I'm going to get a little snivel. But yeah. I, I do not have the Rona. Yeah,
0: no no Rona on this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> the
1: Rona-free zone.
0: Yeah. We don't we don't deal with that around here. Man, I'll tell you what, it's been a, it was a fun little weekend sports-wise, it felt like. Lots of good... Things going on.
1: Yeah, it, it felt a little busier than normal, which is weird because, I mean, honestly, it was really just kind of football and a tiny little bit of basketball thrown in. Sure. Um, but, you know, like there wasn't a, a golf major or anything else. No. It, it felt like a busy weekend, probably just because probably just I had the opportunity to watch a lot more football than I normally do. It's probably why it felt busier.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was the same way. Originally, I was supposed to play uh, some shows this week, but uh, those uh, didn't happen, so... I ended up uh, getting a chance to sit down and watch some college football. Um, fortunately, with the A&M game being as early as it was, it just kind of made the rest of the Saturday pretty blase, you know?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I can't stand 11 a.m. kickoffs, but when they're away games, I don't – when it's an away game, I really don't care when the kickoff is. I just don't like 11 a.m.s here, you know?
0: Right. It, it was certainly good. I mean, I was able to run out to the Dixie Chicken – uh, me and, uh, Adam Drake, we ended up sitting down and watching the first half. And then I went back to the house for the second half. And that seemed to do us some favors considering <laughs> how part of the game went. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I am not a go somewhere and watch the game kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I like to watch it in the comfort of my own home so I can be obnoxious or loud if I need to be. And I don't have to like... Be concerned about ruining somebody else's experience while watching the game. Like, I don't really care about what people think of me. It's just I don't want to ruin their experience trying to go out and enjoy themselves. So I'm not a big, like, go catch the game in a bar kind of guy. Right. I never never have been.
0: I, I find myself being a little bit more tame when I'm watching it somewhere else versus being at the house. I feel like, especially when my parents happen to be watching the game with us, um, my mom is not a fan of me watching A&M football. <laughs> well she hates it <laughs> well that's the other
1: catch too like i feel like when i'm at home i'm a lot more engaged with the game uh, like like really down to the minutia and the smaller stuff whereas like if i go out with somebody to go watch the game like we're gonna talk and we're gonna chat and I'm, i may you know not you know just in the kind of flow of things not be fully locked in on watching the game and and i'd like to be fully locked in i like to be able to to really you know look at, at the flow of the game and how things are going and and I like to, to watch, you know, a, a, a lot more of the detail of football than just kind of the general game. So when I feel like when I'm out with other people, I feel like, you know, it's like having company. Like you don't turn your back on company. So right. I'd rather just watch it at the house. I mean, if, if people have ever, well, not this year, but when I, we used to have people over to, to watch it at the house. Like, we weren't talking a lot. Like, you're welcome to come over and watch a game. Let's have some beers. But, like, I, I lock in on games. Uh, you know, I just, I, I like to watch you know, just just it's like you're real time analyzing you know what you're seeing and how it's you know how it's working. So,
0: and I can say yeah, you know, definitely from my experience, I found that watching the game at my house, like for a house party, is probably the best experience I've had. And you know, some of the biggest games A and M has won recently were house parties that I've had, and those are a ton of fun. And you know, obviously, haven't had a ton of people around me or my place since COVID, so. Um, haven't really had a chance to do that. Plus, I've just been so busy on the weekends, you know, with music and stuff. Thank goodness, but
1: well, been it's, stay busy. You know, like I love having, like I guess you call them watch parties. I, I love having a bunch of people over to watch a game, drink beer, eat food. I love to host. You know, um, so I love, uh, you know, doing a lot of cooking and doing a lot of prep and having everything just kind of laid out, kind of like a game day spread kind of thing. I love doing that. once the game starts like that's why i do all the work on the front end because once the game starts like dog if you need something you are gonna have to find it like i I don't have have time for you like if you need something catch me at halftime you know um maybe a commercial break yeah maybe (laughs) uh so uh depends on if we scored or not yeah also um so it's uh yeah no i I prefer to watch it at home i don't mind having people over don't mind having a ton of people over um it's just uh, like it's just something about going out to a public place. Like I, when I was in D.C. in the old guard, uh, there were a bunch of us that used to go. But I mean, we were living in the barracks. We didn't have, uh, you have military barracks, not the barracks right across right, from yeah, Welver, right? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we were living in the barracks, so not everybody had TV. And nobody really had TV service. This is well before YouTube TV, who any of that stuff it just right. literally didn't exist. Um, so if you wanted to watch a game, you had to go to a sports bar that had the game. Right. Um. And, and we'd have a good time, but uh, you know, I, I still much prefer watching it at home.
0: Yeah, and I'd certainly uh, get in on that. And I, obviously, a, a fun college football weekend. I would say there were some good games for yeah. the most part, and there were some there were some snoozers <laughs> to be sure. Yeah, and
1: you know, it was uh, I, it was just a lot of football. I and what's funny is outside the A M game, I didn't really watch a game. I just did a ton of flipping around because, like I said, we cut the cord, so now I can. You know I can catch basically any game I want to so I didn't I I couldn't probably walk you through any other specific game on how it went or anything um, but I did watch a ton of football and Premier League this weekend. I watched it's, a lot of everything.
0: Yeah, And I, I felt I felt I was in that same boat. Ended up uh, going out to uh, Cavalier Cigar uh, in the evening on Saturday because they were having like a Rocky Patel event so you basically bought a ticket and you got 10 cigars and a free lighter oh, nice. so that was really cool and we ended up going out and There was just a ton of people watching the games, and we ended up flipping through uh, Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, and Baylor, Virginia Tech, and Clemson. And then also, uh, before that, when I first arrived, it was still Coastal Carolina and BYU. Uh, And that's a game I really wanted to jump in on.
1: Uh, That would be one game I literally did not see a minute of.
0: And you know what? I had a chance to watch it, and that was a fantastic game, great environment. Uh, the Coastal Carolina fans, hats off to them. They brought the thunder for what they could. Um, basically, it was a nice back and forth uh, the whole way, and then Coastal ended up winning it. Um, right, right at the end, you know, they were leading. BYU had a chance to well, uh, that would have been able to put them ahead with a touchdown because it was only a five point lead at the time, and BYU ended up throwing a pass that ended up about two yards short of the goal line, and so that's how the game ended.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean I saw I, I saw like the highlights on in it. My right? like my my thing was uh, you know I, this is probably the only time you'll ever hear this from me, but I'll give credit to BYU um, sure. for making that trip short notice, going and you know they said any place, anytime, you know anybody, and they did, and they, and they lived up to it. And, yeah. and in a season where you know you you've got to create those chances for yourself. Uh, and BYU did because if they didn't try and play anybody else outside of their schedule there was no way in hell that they were getting a, uh, even being considered for the playoff it just wasn't going to happen there's too many teams ahead of them that have played better teams right. that that you know even within conf- their own respective conferences you know can prove that they're better at BYU so they went out and did it that being said oops
0: oops yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you know g- good on you for going out for it but you know if you were trying to impress the committee eh. Well, happen. yeah, but you know, right.
1: just put your chips in, all on the table and see what happens. You know, this is this is definitely the year to do that. Just roll, roll the dice and, and 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 see see what happens. But you know, for them, it's well, and you know, kudos to Coastal Carolina too. You know, it's yeah, no that's, doubt. A, that's a game on short notice for both programs, and that's that's just difficult. Right? Not even logistically, but you know, that's difficult. You know, as a football team prepping for somebody that. Never in a million years would you have been prepping, you know, prepping for. So, yeah.
0: one thing I will say that I was really impressed with uh, from the athletic departments from both of them was that not only did they get the game scheduled, but they went ahead and planned on running a secondary uh, game next year. They're going to do it over in um, over in Provo, so they're going to do the return trip. they do it home
1: and home basically.
0: And, and what was really awesome about that was it was such a good chippy game. Like like there were players getting after each other. Um, at the end of the first half, there was a big scuffle, and they were kind of getting after each other. So it was just a felt like a rivalry game, despite the fact that you have nothing in common.
1: Yeah, well that's good though. No doubt. Um, and well, and it's, and it's good for football.
0: Yes, it is. So with the uh, Virginia Tech and Clemson, it looked like that had a little bit of potential early, and then Clemson just ran away with it.
1: Here's a catch on the fan show. We you know we do our pick 'em, and the four games we picked this week were. Uh, were A&M, obviously, right. uh, Bama LSU, um, Clemson over Virginia Tech, and Ohio State over Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And the smallest of the, of those three, you know, not ours, obviously, the smallest of those three spreads I think was 21.5. Mm-hmm. I went chalk on all three because I didn't think there was a chance that any of those teams could compete. Right. And, and you're going to have, you know, even, even when you have you know, a big-time favorite that in the end you know, pulls away, Sometimes you're still going to have a, a point here or there in the game where, you know, you get like a little flash across the bottom of the screen and ESPN's like, tune in to ESPN2 because at the half it's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. But, but good teams pull away. That's what they do, um, you know, when they're playing just complete schlebs. And that's really what it is. Michigan State's not good at football this year. No. Uh, Virginia Tech's not good at football this year. LSU is not good at football this year. so. No. You know, the fact that those spreads were so big across those three games, and I still took them all, and I was right. Because it's, I mean, heck, I would 4-0. Huh. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: um,
1: So it it, it just goes to show you that those games, while – Hey, it's almost to an extent where they're trying to get pumped up to where, well, you never know because it's in Blacksburg and Virginia Tech will enter Sandman and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is Clemson is just a far superior team. They were, and, and they and, proved it. And, and yeah. I mean, you even saw, what was it, the Florida-Tennessee game at the half was, yeah, was close, and yeah, I remember seeing alerts about that. And then by the time you get around to flipping over, it's like early in the fourth, and it's not a football game.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, the final, of course, with that Tennessee game, you know, Tennessee ended up covering. You know, it was like what thirty-one nineteen, but it was a late garbage touchdown. Yeah, it's like to a backdoor cover, back door cover
1: but, yeah. And that's the thing about the other games is there was no backdoor covering. I mean, all those all those teams covered you know twenty something point spreads. Well, and it, yeah, and, and it just shows you the talent disparity more than anything.
0: Well, and you just saw it with Alabama. I mean, with that game, I mean, you had Mac Jones throw for four touchdowns. Najee Harris and Devonta Smith both look just outstanding. I mean, that whole offense is just clicking on a level.
1: Well, you have the best. I mean, you have the the best team in the SEC playing what might be the second or third worst team in the SEC. LSU's is really that bad. Yeah. Bo Pelini is fascinatingly bad. I still think that was the weirdest hire. It but, was. Um, I
0: wasn't. I wasn't a fan of it. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of it, but I wasn't. Well, fan yeah. Of
1: it. I mean, it works out for everybody else, but if you're an LSU fan, you're not thrilled about it, and, and no. clearly, Ed Orgeron's not thrilled about it.
0: But you know, it's
1: funny. What a meathead, dude! Just completely blowing up at Bo Pelini because he can't stop <laughs> Alabama's offense. Like, get over yourself. Yeah,
0: let's yeah, say. Uh, I had an interesting thought. How long do you think uh, Coach O's going to stick around?
1: Uh, I think he's got a. I think he's got at least one full. Uh, restock the assistant coaches um, kind of cycle you know sure' you know, fire them all and, and start again um, but uh, because this one was kind of forced on it with Joe Brady leaving you know, exactly. for, yeah he got promoted out of that job so um so you know, he's got a he's got a cycle to fire all his assistants or at least his coordinators mm-hmm. um, and then you know we've seen it at lSU he may not make it through a full season if it goes in the tank if it stays in the tank yeah
0: I would say you no, know, not really a relevant game nationally. But one result I was very uh, interested by was seeing Rice shut out Marshall.
1: That was the weirdest score I saw the week. That's one of the weirdest scores I've seen this year. Just relative to knowing who Rice is.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, Rice was one and two coming into the game. They had only played four games. Marshall's sitting here in you know number twenty-one in the nation, undefeated at the time, well, and, how they, they be, and at home.
1: How could they be one and two if they played four games?
0: Well, they were. Well, mean, they just now played four. That was their make, fourth game. That was their fourth uh, game to make yeah. it two and two. So at that point, they were coming. But in Marshall was two. ranked, so you feel yeah. like.
1: And just, I mean, when's the last time Rice was good? Seriously. So it's it's been a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, Rice pulling out a win is one thing, but just blanking Marshall at home is insane.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely wild, and of course Iowa State, you know, punching their ticket healthily over West Virginia, like yeah. Forty-two-six.
1: I don't think anybody saw the Sips throwing up sixty-nine. No, <laughs> I, I, nice. Well,
0: yeah. And what was funny about it was that was like their largest point, like point spread in their favor since the two thousands. Like it's been a long time since they put up those kind of numbers
1: yeah well you know I follow the meltdown thread the horn tears meltdown thread right and some of the numbers they're throwing so many stats around and what's funny is like the Texas Riders are doing it too so that ends up on the meltdown thread you're looking at you know it's I think his win loss record in the last three seasons is the most successful since 2008 to 2010 so it's it dude everything about what's going on over there is a complete dumpster fire um, I, 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 don't think I've ever seen a university handle a situation like this. And well, it's universally slash the writers as well, right. you know, it's, it's a combination, but man, that's, it's bad, dude. And, and I, I don't want to get into it cause it's just, uh, it, it's, you could do two hours on it and not scratch the surface on how inept the handling of that has been. Yeah. But, um, I mean, just, so, so we won't, sure. we'll stay away from it. I didn't ever think Meyer was going to get back into coaching. Personally, I think it's for health reasons, oh, but yeah. it doesn't really matter what the reasons are. So he's not coming back. I don't know. I don't think that he'll ever coach again. No. Honestly, uh, I mean, why would he? You know, no. why he doesn't have to? He's got money um, and got yeah. money. He's got businesses there in Ohio. He's got a job with Fox, where it's like a it's a talk about your low stress job. Yeah, and just being a kind of a talking head analyst guy. Yeah, and then. Um, so yeah, it's just the biggest thing is that they've basically given Tom Herman a complete vote of no confidence, but they're going to have to retain him. So it's right that that it, it's I don't even know what to say about it. I mean that's I mean, I mean
0: that's just got to be rough for Herman. I mean just knowing the fact that they know that they don't want you, and yet somehow you still have to suck it up and just do your job.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not going to ever hear me give a pity party for Tom Herman because no. he's an egotistical prick. He is, um, who has behavior issues. To be honest,
0: uh, but no um, doubt.
1: But, yeah, no, well, really, just don't even think about Tom Herman, just think about the program. Yes. I mean, because that, that scuttles recruiting. I mean, you were talking about the easiest negative recruiting ever.
0: Yeah. You know, so, show them. That
1: the, coach isn't going to be there next year. Yeah,
0: show them the last couple of weeks. So, you know,
1: as opposed to, and, and, you know, you look back and you realize how thankful you are for the administration we have and how we went about, you know, you know, the Jimbo process. And um, so it's, but the thing is, we're, we're, we're the norm in that sense when, you know, Big time universities make big time hires, you know. There's kind of a protocol to it, and and the writers and everything around Texas just completely broke all protocol. Yeah. Um. And and too, I would love you know five ten years down the road, somebody does an interview with Urban Meyer and really asks. So I mean, straight up honest reason why didn't you go go to Texas and to see if part of it goes. I mean, did you see how the administration runs things? Do you want to work with that? And so right. it's so, but. But let's we can touch a little bit on the A and M game. Yeah, uh, I don't want to dwell on it to be honest. I, I thought it was a good game. I thought yeah. uh, I, <laughs> I thought a couple like literally a, a handful or so missed tackles is all that kept Auburn in the game.
0: Yeah, I think overall it was just it was a good performance from us uh, from a game management standpoint. Mon had a good day. Yep, uh, Mon looked fantastic. The running game, my God. Yeah, you know, We uh, put up 313 yards rushing.
1: Run, running was phenomenal. Weidemeyer looked great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There, there's not a lot to nitpick about. Honestly, I, I defensively, I, defensively, I just thought it was missed tackles. I thought it was like a couple, just a couple here, one there. You know, but the one with Bo Nix where he got out of the grasp of one, Buddy and and Brown, I, I, yeah, I think both of them Yeah, they
0: How'd he get away? <laughs> so I convenient. think even
1: Hansford had, had a shot. Or that might have been a different play. So it's, you know, it's just kind of a, a couple of small things here and there, unfortunately. But I, you know, mine goes for what two hundred yards. You know, the seventies for completion percentage right. counts for three touchdowns. We run for over three hundred yards. Um, you know, we cover the spread. Yeah, uh, and we cover the spread easily.
0: One might um, say it was a convincing win. Yes, it yeah, it really was.
1: If you watched the game, it was a convincing win. Um, now, how good Auburn is, I don't know. I was surprised to see Bigsby running and running as much as he was because I really thought all that you know maybe that was just Malzahn playing a little poker,
0: yeah, just been.
1: not not showing us his true hand because everything you heard was that Biz, Bigsby was you know 70 percent best, right. Um, and if he was at sixty or seventy percent and that was truthful, like then you got to be scared about when that dude's hundred percent, right. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought it was a good game. It's a road win, eleven a.m. You know, road eleven a.m.s everybody loves except for the team. I mean, they mm. love to be able to get it over and get back, but at the same time, um, you know, that's that's an early start. It's it's an early start when you already had to travel. Um, so I, I thought they played well again. Road win in the SEC. You don't ever never they, don't ever look that gift horse in the mouth. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I was happy with it. I thought, I thought you know, Wiedermeyer was great. Obviously, the run game was insane. I thought the receivers did pretty well against uh, separation, catching the ball. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then it's honestly just, I guess, wrapping up, getting a better hold of people, you know, really. Sure. Um, but I, I didn't have – I honestly, I didn't – the game was a lot closer than I thought it'd be, but I still didn't have a lot of problems with uh, with, 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 how we played. I really didn't.
0: No, I and I look at – kind of looking back on the game, of course, you know, in the flow of it, you sit there and you nitpick and you get irritated about the way certain calls went, the way that certain game management things go. You look at Kellen Mond and say, "Dude, why are you throwing it when you've got, you know, 15 yards of green green it's grass." It's always in front easy of you. to see from the couch. It always is. It is. And so it's, you know, you can sit there and analyze, but at the end of the day, you just know that uh, the guys have a clear head on their shoulder. They know what they're looking to do. And it was very clear well, that Jimbo had the right mindset in this game as well as the team.
1: Well, and and, and I know the play you're talking about with Mon. And, right. and what's interesting is, yeah, he absolutely could have gotten that with his legs. Um, obviously, we win, we win by 11. So, eh, okay, fine. We could have won by more. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, but what we did see is as the game progressed after that moment, he did run more. So, he was taking off. Yes. So, now, so, now what you're seeing is these... You know, what we talk about a lot, adjustments, right? Right. You know, good teams make adjustments. Now, you know, you could be a really good team and have a flat half or come out and they just schemed really well for you, but you can make those adjustments. They do. And, and we talked a little bit earlier about how, you know, like the Virginia Tech game, you're like, oh, maybe they'll give them a game in to Tennessee. Good teams pull away. And if you look at the stats in the fourth quarter from the Auburn game, all we did was pull away. It was like offensively, defensively, they they didn't have any offensive yards in the fourth quarter. Basically, right? Uh, we had 160 or hundred seventy four in the fourth quarter. I think we put up, uh, was it 10 or 17 straight? Yeah, we scored 17 total. points. Yeah, 17, 17, okay. 17 unanswered. So you want to talk about? I mean, if you're going to wait till the fourth quarter, we all appreciate you know you giving us more gray hairs. But what <laughs> you saw was what you saw was a good team pull away. Right. And that and I think that's probably maybe one of the uh, most comforting and, and things coming from this game, and just kind of a, another boost of confidence. You know, we saw them fight and claw and drag with Florida, um, and then we we saw them not quite the same because Auburn wasn't able to stand toe to toe and throw, go punch for punch. But we saw them in a situation where they were down to a team they should have been beating, right? Um, and and what they did was they pulled away, uh, like good teams do. Right, and you no, on both sides of the ball. On
0: both sides of the ball, and you look back at you know seasons past and games like this, where we find ourselves kind of losing our footing in the second half, and you just kind of have that little thing in the back of your mind where you're going, "Oh man, here we go again. We're not going to be able to finish the game." But the boys absolutely did what they were supposed to do. They came out. They did make those adjustments. They came out, and you know what was working, they used. They ran the ball. Whenever the receivers were covered up, Kellen ran it. And whenever they would start biting on that, we would pass and have incredible. I mean, that pass to Anaya Smith, top notch. Yeah. You know, there have been some serious adjustments. And you can just tell Kellen Mond is <clears throat> looking and feeling more comfortable in that pocket. He's
1: absolutely thriving. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we talk about you know, what what's one of Jimbo's biggest things? Process, right? Right. Trust the process. And what you saw was a team that got down, and I, there were plenty of fans, I'm sure, that were you know, like you said, kind of oh no, here we go, or any of that. But what you saw was a football team just stay the course, trust the process, and in the end, we win by eleven on the road. And no, at no point in the fourth quarter were you really concerned.
0: And I will say one thing I did like, and it's not from a football standpoint, but one thing that we got from the broadcasters, but they weren't like sitting here trashing us the whole game. Yeah, you know? they were. They were sitting. They, there. Were, t- they
1: were actually talking football. Yeah, yeah huge and, fan of that. By yeah, the way,
0: yeah, they were talking football, and then they said, you know, late in the game. Texas A&M needed to prove that they could win a big game on a road like this. This is a big-time win for this program, and they need to be proud of this game. Yeah, when- the announcers
1: kind of set it up for us. So it was basically like, you know, this is when you prove it if you're going to do it. And then we went out and we proved it and did it. So you got to love the fact that we were able to do what we needed to do. Exactly. Um, in a situation that maybe we shouldn't have been in, uh, you know, to begin with, but... But the fact is you find yourself in this situation, and that's when you see, are you a good team or are you a bad team? Are you going to be able to overcome where you're at and win the game? And we not only overcame and won the game, but the fourth quarter, again, just look back at the stats. Fourth quarter was phenomenal. Everybody played well. There was nothing Auburn could do in the fourth quarter. There was nothing they could do. There were defensive adjustments for us. There were yes. offensive adjustments for us. And and so it was like everything. we couldn't do anything wrong in the fourth quarter, and that's what you need to see out of a team – when you're closing out a game. That's
0: what they did. No doubt about it. I mean, healthy win. I'm thrilled with it. Anybody that was watching the game should be thrilled with it. Nobody sit back and let any Auburn fan tell you, oh, we're terrible this year. Don't let anybody say, oh, but it's just whatever. No, it's a good win, especially at this time of the year when it feels like every single national pundit is trying to find a way to tell you that you're not good enough. This team has proven week in and week out they have what it takes to compete at a high level. Well,
1: and, and just remember that all the national pundits in the world, they can talk all they want to right. because when those rankings come out on Tuesday nights and those coaches' polls and those AP polls come out, you know, we still see those results. So, you know, if Jack Wagon A or B on Twitter or on their own, you know, uh, show, radio show or whatever, yeah. they would sit there and trash it, that's fine because the rankings and all that other stuff, are, they're not reflective of how stupid some people are being and that's it's uh, really what it comes down to. They're just being kind of dumb.
0: Yeah, and you'll continue to see it next couple of weeks. Um, no, you're going to see it. And you're going to yeah. see
1: it until all the selections are completely done and all the bowls are filled. Yeah, and you're going to see it. And just, just deal with it. Embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I said this. If, if we end up on the outside looking in, like think about how much run A and M has received as a program, just because everybody wants to talk about A and M. Yeah. Everybody. And. You know, know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? There's, especially
0: when it comes to football success.
1: We are being discussed at the national level for one of the four teams for the playoffs. And if there's anything positive, you know, if if you're going to sit there and and hate all the pundits, you know, talking shit, which is fine. And I understand because it does get old. Yeah. But just also embrace the fact that everybody's talking about us. Everybody. So... I mean, we're,
0: we're clearly at the top of Tim Brando's list. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, except when he actually writes his list and then we're below Indiana. But
0: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't really want to go on the old Miss game because I don't think it's going to get played. Uh, but I will say it opened up at like 13.5 or 14.5, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a two-touchdown spread. Saw some people like, oof, that seems awful high. I don't think that spread's high at all. No. I just think that you, know, you, you can cover a 14-point spread. With Ole Miss scoring 25. well, it, Yeah, because it, Ole Miss' yeah. defense is so bad.
0: I about to say, yeah, without jumping into the game too much, I think it doesn't matter what kind of offensive numbers Ole Miss goes after because I think they're going to give a minimum 400 yards rushing.
1: Uh, their, their, def- their I mean, their defense is just absolutely pitiful. So, um, yeah, again, uh, I don't think it gets played. I really don't. Um, I, I hope it does, but I, I don't think it gets played.
0: I'm, I'm, fingers crossed that <laughs> Chip Kelly's just like, mama didn't raise no – you know, well, whatever. Well, if, if we were... I
1: mean, uh, Chip Kelly. You mean Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin. Oh, you said Chip Kelly. I, I uh, said...
0: Uh, yeah, Lane Kiffin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 whatever fun... Like the guy in charge yes.
1: in Oxford right now. Yeah, whoever um, you are. But I will say this. If the game does get played, uh, it's another one of those where you... The only thing you're worried about is how many points Ole Miss might put up. Um, right. But again... You know, outside some missed tackles and here, uh, you know, here and there from the front seven, the front seven has played great for us all year. Yes. So, you know, you go into that liking your chances um, as far as being able to, to slow them down a little bit and knowing for a fact that they can't play defense. Like, if Old Miss wants to get into a shootout, I don't think AM has any problem winning that.
0: No, especially with that lackluster defense.
1: Yeah, they're just they're bad. The Land Sharks are so terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, longer gone are the days of the land Shark. Yeah, defense. well, not
1: according to them. So whatever. Whatever. But uh, so what? I, the one thing I want to talk about it's actually uh, still sports related. Cool. Uh, this is gonna be a little short cast today, but because um, to be quite honest, I'm pooped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I wanted to talk about. I saw a lot of stuff, you know, because you've got the Rose Bowl and people were like, "Well, California is shutting down, so can you play the Rose Bowl or are you gonna take the Rose Bowl and play maybe you know in Arizona somewhere?" and you know, it got me to thinking, because when you get to that, you know, you get to the championship games, there's no school, all right? There's, we're not the end of the semester in finals, you know, we're not gearing up into the next one. Right. Can you put the four teams in the playoffs in a bubble?
0: I think you can.
1: I mean, I... like, Like, no, well, I, well I, I guarantee you a thousand percent, logistically, you can figure out how to do it easily. The perception of putting college players in a bubble... Mm. I mean, what do you think about that
0: I mean I think it's for the sake of the game I don't really hate the idea obviously I think it would be fantastic to have people in the stands for the games especially you know in, well no in terms I, of all that. I don't
1: have any problem with fa- See, that's the, I'm talking about the players specifically oh, the programs of the ball yeah, so you can have fans right. in the stands like yeah you're, like you're again, not
0: talking like NBA if hey, you're, they're in they're on campus in Orlando
1: yeah that. yeah no I'm saying uh, so like if you're in, you know, if you're in the left hash mark at the 40, a dude in row six that you have more than social distance enough, right? Sure. So I'm, I'm not worried about having fans there. Right. Uh, I, I would like fans there. Oh, of course. Um, but what I'm saying is really put the teams into a, like an almost straight-up quarantine bubble to ensure that the teams get the games played. Well, and
0: like, yeah, and I think that's certainly viable with the playoff because if you look at the games coming up, you know, the championship weekend is going to be the 19th. Right. And, you know, we will be playing on championship weekend, which is, which is great, which for us. is fantastic. And to
1: be honest, I'm so glad that's Tennessee.
0: I mean, no kidding. I mean, that was kind of my whole thought was, you know, you go
1: out and be old miss 50 to 25. People aren't going to like that. No, but you go out and mud stomp Tennessee, like which, 41 to three. Yeah, yeah. Which is hopefully what you end up doing. And. And you should be fine. So I, I I like that those got flopped.
0: Quite honestly, I'm, my fingers crossed. I'm really kind of hoping that that's an early game. I'm hoping it's like eleven o'clock.
1: Well, I guarantee you, they're not going to have any late slots. No, that, that's the thing. Like they because they're allowing to play on championship weekend, and again, they said uh, you know if uh, there's been a lot of talk. And this not just the SEC. You know, if you don't, I think they basically said if you don't want to play the game, then don't worry about it.
0: Well, so the idea they said for Texas A and M was A and M could. If we were going to be in the, in the SEC championship, right. then they were going to say that the Tennessee game was no contest and we would have just flown over to Atlanta instead. But obviously with Alabama winning handily against LSU like we knew they would, yeah. you have your championship set. It's going to be Alabama and Florida. Fantastic. Go have fun. Beat and, the hell and out. And
1: everything else, the SEC has been very clear, though, about wanting to get all the games. And maybe I was thinking of another conference. Sure. So, but – you know, get the games in, get all the games in, and 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 again, this is such a great opportunity on Championship Weekend when everybody's gearing up, ready to watch football. You know, you, you know, you got the conference championships coming up. Play the 11 a.m. game because the only conference championship is going to be at 11 a.m. It's a Big 12, and that doesn't matter because they're not, they're not,
0: they're uh, not a
1: playoff team. They, yeah, it's, they're not relevant to the playoffs. So if you go up against uh, like a Big 12 championship in the 11 o'clock slot, it's not going to matter that uh, because the eyes that need to be on games. Relative to like the playoff committee, will be in Knoxville. They won't be in you know, what the Cotton Bowl yeah, or yeah, they play. Yeah,
0: It won't be at AT and T Stadium. Yeah. So, yeah. so
1: I mean, yeah, the, yeah. There'll be people that tune in, but they'll have the opportunity to watch that game and not cut into the other championship games that they want to watch. You know, you got to... They're going to watch the SEC championship. They're going to watch the ACC. And you know that those are going to be the 230-630 slots. Right. So you've got to cram it in at 11. But then when you do that, you know that you'll have more eyes on you. Because it, the only other catch would be the Big Ten. And it, so the Big Ten, if they play early, but again, that's not going to matter because there's really only one team coming out of the Big Ten. Right. And that's the biggest thing. So even if you went up against the Big Ten's championship game, you still got to like – the fact that your visibility isn't going up against the ICC championship and it's not going up against the ACC. ACC doesn't ever play early; they always play at night.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And I think, honestly, looking forward. Um... You, know, you had mentioned the Big Ten championship game. I think it's safe to say that regardless of what happens with Michigan this week, they are going to find a way to get Ohio State into that championship game. There's no doubt about that in my mind.
1: Well, yeah, no, the Big Ten is going to have a championship game, and it's going to be like two. It's going to be a five and zero, oh, like a four and one team, or however it's going to work. I don't even. I still don't know how the Big Ten is split into divisions, and I still don't care. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think again, eleven a.m. is where you want that game to end. Um, but but again, so I, I th- but heading into the, to the playoffs, I think you've got to find a way to bubble these teams because yeah. you have the playoff weekend, and then you know, it's just like another away game, but it's a little more serious. So, do you just trust the school? I mean, you trust the schools to bubble them because I mean, we've done a good job. I mean, most schools have done a good job. Sure, and I, you get the message across to your players. And I mean, it doesn't seem to be an issue.
0: No, I think you absolutely can and should. And I would say, especially with the playoff coming up, it will be two weeks before the national title games are played. So, I think it's a really smart idea to bubble them. Granted. I understand that's over Christmas. I understand that there's a lot of family time and a bunch of other well, stuff. Well, but it's
1: after Christmas, though. That's the catch.
0: But but the bubbling, but, like, the time you would want to keep people quarantined yeah, it would into have, it, that. Would, it would have to, yeah, it would have to that's include what I'm Christmas. Saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean. See, like, that's the logistical issue there is the fact that you're. 25 the 1st, that's a 6th day. That's
1: not even with the new CDC stuff. Well, right. no, the 7-day turnaround, but even then you're not at 7 days. Right. Because you're talking about the 25th. I mean. That dude, if you're in the playoffs, if you're a player on one of the four teams in the playoffs, your family needs to understand that this year Christmas is on the twenty third. Yes. Because that gives you time to come back, get tested. Yes. And if you come on, come, you know, you, for some reason you pop, you have seven days. You know, at seven days, if you test negative, you're good. Yeah. Because so. the
0: last thing we want is, you know, let's just say all the chips fall our direction and we make the playoff. Um, I think the last thing we need is any kind of. You know, player at any key position out. Yeah. And and frankly, that's the entire team (laughs) right now, the way we've been talking about them.
1: Right. But when you think about it, and it was funny because we heard the offensive lineman talk about it, you know, like, man, we already got it, you know. uh, Sure. And so it's that herd mentality where, I mean, at this point, how many, I mean, how many players are left that haven't had it? You know, maybe some of these big problems were like, look, check it out. Everybody, go give high fives and rub your faces. Right. We're doing that for two days. Then we're going to lock down procedures for two weeks.
0: Yeah, well, so, uh, well, oh,
1: and this just came in. So Ole Miss has been canceled.
0: So we will not play Ole Miss at all.
1: So yeah, that's why we did not want to get into it. There you go. There you
0: go. All right. So yeah, uh, for all of you listeners on Tuesday, you're, you you caught exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting here, no game, um, this weekend, hmm. which it's gonna kind of suck. But I, I'd be really curious to see. I know the SEC is not really looking into that much. Do you think A and M is gonna go out and jump and grab somebody? Will they let us?
1: I don't know if they let you. I don't know if you want to, because now it's Monday. You know, so you're talking about having to devise an entire plan for a program that's not normally on your schedule. If you do the SEC, maybe, if it's all still in conference. See, I think it's the only way that, you know, anybody in Birmingham allows you to do it is if you do it in conference. And then you have to look around, like, everybody's playing, right? I mean, so you don't don't really have an option. So I don't know.
0: Right. So... Unfortunately, we don't get to play Ole Miss. However, you know what?
1: That works out well for me though. I have drill this weekend. You have drill this weekend. (laughs) Well, and
0: honestly, here is the other thing: we don't have to deal with that whole hypothetical about you know, is their offense going to put a stupid amount of money, you know, stupid amount of yardage and stuff on us? We don't have to worry about that. Yeah,
1: and and this is kind of one thing I've been talking about a lot. Like if there was one of our two final games was going to get canceled, you definitely wanted it to be all Miss just because the you know, any Lane Kiffin offense is a wild card. Right. And if they catch something in your scheme that they know you're going to adjust to so they can move to something else. He's a, look, he's a bit of an offensive mastermind. He is. He just has a defense that couldn't stop me running the ball right now. Right. So
0: uh, I'll go ahead and get after the statement here. So this is from Ross. He said, Well, we're extremely disappointed to miss the opportunity to play our last home game of the 2020 season to honor our senior class. We understood that any scenario th- uh, throughout this public health crisis was a possibility. Uh, after completing eight games, our players, coaches, staff, and administration would be uh, should be committed for setting the stage for a successful season and playing this great game as safely as possible. We cannot wait to get back out on the field against Tennessee on December 19th and finish the season as strong as possible to continue to build our program under Coach Fisher's leadership. You
1: know, that it does suck because what little gate... You know that you get for the home games this year because right. the, you know, the the smaller attendance. Right. You're gonna know, you miss out on that. You're gonna, you know, there's concession workers. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot more than just missing a football game that sucks. Yeah. So, um, but it, it's you know at the same time you have to look at it from a championship kind of perspective. We don't want anything to do with COVID. Because you know, we got Tennessee the following week, yeah. and you know, and then you're talking about you know, the playoffs. You're talking about the playoff committee. Right. So if there was a game that you want to see drop off the schedule just because of optics of a score, because so many of these pundits and some of these people don't always like to look at anything other than the final score, so again, uh, I'm fine with that.
0: Right. And let's just say at this stage of the game, you know, we, so now like I said we can control what we can control. And that's not a whole lot. But, you know, so focus on Tennessee at this point. Not really a whole lot to do. Well, you've got, well and
1: now you've got extra time. You can literally shift right this very second to Tennessee prep. Yeah. And you're talking about extra time to prep for a team that's not good, which should mean you just absolutely destroy them.
0: Right. Somebody mentioned the idea of how about we just flip Tennessee in on this right now. And I don't know if I
1: like well, it well, I mean, who's t- Tennessee playing this week? Um, yeah there's probably', there's probably, probably like some four other games that gets flipped so there's no way you're gonna do the math or it's it's Monday night it's too late like, right. it's just not gonna happen
0: no there's just there's just no way I, right. I don't I don't see it happening
1: I'm, I'm fine with it I'm completely fine with it we get Tennessee on championship we get yeah, they, they play and, Vanderbilt next week yeah so I mean there's 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 nothing you can do about it this was it's it has been ongoing here or there throughout college football you know games have just gotten cancelled delayed whatever you want to say so I I'm fine with it. I, I literally it doesn't bug me one bit for old miss to be the game that's canceled.
0: No especially just from a resume standpoint. I know there's a lot of folks that are sitting here I mean like one of the comments I just saw guess it well Am's gonna be lucky that they don't have to run into that offense I'm like you're lucky that you know we're kind of looking forward to running into your defense preferably
1: <laughs> yeah but at the same time like fine I'll take luck. Yeah. The ball that got tipped into, into Weidemeyer's hands for Holy a Holy crap, you what, know what a catch. You know what, championship teams get a little luck along the way. Um,
0: <clears throat> Auburn, anybody?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Auburn an entire year, the year they won the national championship, Touch- was some of the most ridiculous shit I'd seen. Not to mention all for the same team in one season.
0: You get an Auburn Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, it's,
1: so it gets. You know, sometimes you need a little luck. And, and and not to look, it's not lucky that they're having COVID issues, so don't take it that way. No, it's Although I don't not. think anybody listening, I'm not happy that they got it or happy that they're having issues with it me either but you know the way things are going to fall if this was how it was going to fall i'm not going to complain no i'm not you know, i was never rooting for it but i'm certainly not not going to complain
0: Sorry. so so i mean yeah i mean at this point you playoff know, playoff time coming up we're pretty excited about it i mean i'm really really curious to see how some scenarios play out at this point down the stretch obviously nothing has changed for us it's pretty simple yeah we're good
1: yeah, no, we're good. I mean, we, we won. Yeah, it's it's again, and 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 even more so. You
0: can't knock the team that
1: wasn't the one responsible for for, you know, for having to cancel the game either.
0: Right. You know, and granted, you know, we had our postponement with them earlier in the year, but the, this stage of the game, you would have assumed that Ole Miss would have had this issue earlier, and for whatever reason, it's just flaring up again. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. We can't do anything about it. But I'll take it though. I'll take it you know so. So you'll take it. so and just and I don't think it's gonna really affect our standing with the playoff community Neither now, not.
1: we did we did during, in fact one of the week one of the weekends we didn't play we actually picked up points yeah. on Florida so so
0: we we ought to be okay on that front I don't think that's going to affect us yeah it, the only gripe I have is I want the seniors to have one game last game at Field. sucks it does so I mean if they end up scheduling somebody which I don't think it'll happen but if they do awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. If it was... The only
1: thing you could schedule would be something literally regional. I mean, you'd be, Well, yeah. Well, if, the, if the SEC would allow it, you'd be looking at, at an old Southwest conference. Well, and,
0: and it's funny you should say that, because there's one team I saw on the schedule that is not playing a game this week.
1: U of H. Cougar High. Cougar High. i play Cougar High all day. Yeah,
0: let's go get Cougar High. Why not?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that'd be the one. And honestly, when you think about it, I mean, regionally, it's really easy. So, so logistically, you're not having to deal with any sort of massive nightmares. No,
0: they just get, you know, hop on a bus and drive up to call station. Easy.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, they can, you know, they can charter into Easterwood. I feel like that's a pretty cheap charter. Yeah, that's,
0: I mean, either way, we could get them up here without any kind of issue. So that's why, you know, make it happen if we can. If not, I mean, I'm sure would, conversations yeah, you be happening.
1: Cougar High, is, is uh, that would be a really good option. But again, I don't think they're going to replace it. But um, just because you're also talking about, you know, I feel like every conference has a slightly different protocol for COVID. And right. And so the SEC may not be keen to us doing that.
0: Well and, well, and that was the problem preseason, was they said that they were not wanting to play any teams outside of the conference. Now, if they're willing – to look at A&M as a possibility for the playoff and whatever playoff revenue to add to that, they might be willing to shift around a couple of, eh, we'll allow this one to happen. But I'm not sure if that's going to be the case.
1: Yeah, and before anybody goes, well, that's hypocritical because you're saying, you know, well, the Big Ten's changed the rules for Ohio State. The Big Ten is changing the minimum number of games played. We're just trying to play some football.
0: Uh-huh. Like, we're just
1: trying to add a game to our schedule.
0: Well, um, I and that just came in actually i'm looking at it here it does look like they have uh a game on the 12th and it is with um memphis originally that was not on the schedule oh, so that's right so so U of h is out um so I, mean, I, I just i don't think it happens i don't think it'll happen either i mean it sucks for the seniors because hell you know
1: I'm, it does but at the same time it's senior day in front of not that many people unfortunately right. so. so just just everything sucks this year that's yeah you know, i think i probably said that once a week just everything sucks this year it does
0: but, we'll get there um so anything personal new
1: no man just kind of full-bore into the holidays finally got the lights on my roof so my the house decor is complete i could tell uh i have done some shopping um but yeah no just kind of gearing up for the holidays man i you know i you know still working you know today i had the opportunity to play in a uh, coach g coach carreri our are uh, or women's soccer coach yes sir. or just our soccer coach because we yeah. don't have a men's team yeah um but, uh, you know, I had a blast for that. They raised uh, a bunch of money for Calvary uh, soccer um, here in uh, here in town. Um, uh, you know, the kind of BCS area. Right. Uh, and I, cool. you know, I love going to scrambles. And, you know, Coach G is, he's, he's first of all, he's just such a, a, a nice, awesome guy. Yes, he is. Uh, and he's incredibly humble considering he's the most successful coach at A&M. Right. Uh, relative to longevity. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, they're in the NCAA Was it 23rd or 24th year he's at a Yeah, this, yeah. So this will be the 24th and, or and like 25th, all but two yeah. or three, he's made the NCAA's. So he's, um, I, I think I saw him tweet out. It's been like a decade since they had uh, any any girl come through Aggie soccer and not lift at least a share of the conference trophy. Yeah, I mean, be- yeah, Big they, Twelve, they, SEC, all of it.
0: Yeah, they they have at some point. If you came to Texas A and M, you were holding up hardware.
1: Yeah, they're so good, and and he's just such a nice guy, and he and. So I, I got, you know, I enjoy being able to go out and do do that today. Um, but I'm paying for it because it's a little chilly outside, and I'm a big fat weenie. And and you know, it, it scrambles. I got up there at eight thirty, and you know, I got home at five. So it's like spending a day work at the golf course. Which, if that was my job, I'd totally be down with it. Sure, but yeah. I didn't, I'm not getting paid to do that. So no,
0: and like so things are kind of kind of slow on my front as far as music and things. But uh, that's not something I'm going to get into here on the podcast, Just because there's. Still, a lot of moving parts with that, but you know, we'll see what happens with all that. But I mean, I'm happy at this point. A little disappointed we're not going to play football this weekend, but it'll be. Yeah,
1: well, you know, I can. I've got a lot of stuff with drill. I'm my brigade commander or brigade sergeant major is having me organize a brigade wide best squad competition. Um, I've got uh, I got voluntold for a task on December 22nd, Mm -hmm. but thankfully it's virtual. But um, so. Yeah, still chugging along in the Army. That's, what's six six left after this one, something like that? Yeah, seven. Yeah, I have seven total left. Right. Um, so, the second I walk in on Saturday, I'll automatically be at six, because it's already done. Right. But, yeah, no, it's, it'll, it'll, honestly, it'll be a, a relaxing weekend. Uh, my Commander and Sergeant Major are out elsewhere in the brigade. I think they're in Colorado or something like that. So, uh, So, yeah, just kind of, I'll be able to go and, and put my nose down and get some work done and... And come home at a, at a pretty reasonable time and mm-hmm. watch whatever football is left. And, yeah, it'll work. <laughs> Maybe get some
0: shopping done. I don't know. Your fingers crossed. All right. <coughs> oh, uh, one final shout out: uh, Fighting Texas Aggie women's basketball took down Texas. Yes, yes. Be tell it to uh, you. I got. I
1: watched a good bit of that game. Um, uh, they're good. I mean, and Texas is good too. Uh, you know, Texas yeah. always had a pretty good women's program. Yeah. Um, women's athletics at Texas generally are really good. Yeah, they're real tough. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, close out the game in the end. That was a fun game to watch. Always fun to beat Texas. Always.
0: Never cry. Oh, it. Dude, no I, matter
1: what the sport. It, it, it doesn't matter the sport. Straight up. I
0: mean, qu- Quidditch done. Yeah. Rugby done.
1: Yeah, lacrosse, L- hockey. Yeah. You know, cl- these club sports that we play. Dude. I, I don't care.
0: I thinking, speaking of hockey, that's one thing I've really missed out on this year was a hockey over at Spirit, yeah, man.
1: Sure, yeah. Those
0: were a ton of fun.
1: But, uh, but I mean, that was a top 25 matchup last night, too. It was. So, you also have to look at that as, I mean, not only are we all happy they beat TU, but that, like that's a resume builder. Four you know?
0: four games at this point A&M that A&M has played, and out of the four they've played and beaten two top 25 teams. Yeah, so, that's I mean, big.
1: your resume building, you know, five games in. You yep. know? That's awesome. So, yeah. No, excited for them. You know, Gary always has a great program over yeah. there. Uh, and excited for the men.
0: Yeah. and uh, we're,
1: we're one of only a couple dozen uh, colleges or universities in the nation right now whose yeah. men and women are both undefeated. Right. And that's fantastic. Yeah. I'll take
0: it. I'll so, we'll take it. All right. So, we'll definitely be back with you guys next week. Talking um, Tennessee. Yeah. We'll be talking Tennessee. Uh, potential playoff look if anything wild changes this weekend.
1: Yeah. Which, we, fingers
0: crossed, something crazy happens. We may... <laughs>
1: No, we can do it again on Monday. I was gonna say talk about the playoff rankings that come out next Tuesday. Not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Fear about doing a later later podcast, but
0: we made yeah, we can see what we can we do.
1: We're gonna Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see Just what so it we we can talk out. about the latest rankings that come out. Yeah. Um you know Post us not playing.
0: Right. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah. I don't think we fall, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yes. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. We, we shall so, see. Fingers yeah. crossed. All right. Well, hey, you guys take care. Stay safe out there. Get your shopping in now. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, before everything gets all crazy. And, of course, if you do travel at this point, just, you know, be safe. Take care of your bodies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just be safe, especially even going around town. Um, but, again... You know, you know, shop local. Support all these businesses, uh, yes. you know, here in Bright Station or wherever you are. Um, you know, shop local. Just do, do your best to, to they, help the, the economy where you live.
0: And they need it more than that, any. They, they need it more than anything. Yeah, than we're going
1: to be running a big gift certificate um, push, uh, you know, heading into... Heading into Christmas, and then obviously we're doing our holiday ham. So if you want to order a holiday ham, they're uh, spiral cut, oak smoked, barbecue glazed, and then we put a little maple drizzle on top. Yes, sir. Um, so if you want to order a holiday ham from Good Bull, uh, go on any of our social medias, or you can email at Good Bull BBQ Express uh, at Gmail. Um, uh, they run for about eight to twelve pounds. So uh, yeah, if if you want to order a ham it, instead of honey baked, if if you want to hit, try try Good Bull, um, just just send us a note.
0: So good guys. Yep. Hey y'all take care. Uh, beat the hell out of COVID uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, beat beat so Alright. <laughs> Alright, yeah. get Giggle.